0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Turn for Two. This is Rob. And this is Anthony. And this week we have a very exciting episode for you. We have some fluctuations in the stock market, or stonk market. We have uh, some tournament results from four different tournaments that have gone on since we've last recorded. We have the results of our deck challenge from last week's cooking time. Uh, We got a couple new cards to talk about, some revealed, some leaked. And, uh, you know, everyone's favorite segment, how to beat the most, uh, dominant deck in the format right now, Ruby Amethyst. That
1: is the episode today. It's how to beat (laughs) Ruby Amethyst. We've been trying to figure out what the options are. Uh, it doesn't have a huge percentage share I'm seeing. It's like in the twenties or something like that, but the results are speaking for themselves. There's a lot of Ruby Amethyst wins. Uh, there's two main ones is the control and there is the aggro which is also kind of control (laughs) uh but what we're talking about what we're trying to talk about today is how to beat Ruby with this control because we all need to figure it out
0: yeah so with that let's get right into stonk review
1: so for meta analysis we are going to actually do a little bit of talking because there has been some uh decent moves um Set 1, almost all of the Enchantments have gone back up in price. So I don't know if this is just a new paradigm because there's more people playing, more people trying to get them, or more people are realizing that they're interested in the game and are trying to hold on to cards. Uh, I noticed today at uh, a league I went to in Aquilonia that more people are interested in holding on to their Shinies where they didn't have them before. So it's interesting. Maybe that's part of why the upswing is happening. Uh, But the funny thing I find is Maui that very good card that's in many people's deck.
0: That we'll be talking uh, about later.
1: It's going down still. It's down to 95. Uh, it's one of the only ones that is just still dropping, and I'm not sure why when it's so playable. And it's a pretty cool-looking card. Like, you can see the rocks in the background, it's the whole jump. Like, it's, it's neat, but for whatever reason, it's still dropping in price. But um, that's only for people who are looking to get into chances for other people just getting into the game. Uh, Maleficent and Rapunzel are still the same price. They're, gonna, they're at the 30s, 35 mark. Um, and that's what you got to expect with that card. It's, it's going to be that much. And if you want it, you got to pay for it or trade for it. That's just how yeah. it is. Or open it. I just don't know what that's like. Um, the thing that's interesting is Hades. And hold on. I want to make sure I'm right, Bell, right Yes, Hades and Bell are both almost 20 now. Uh, they were... I don't know, 12 at one point,
0: am I right? Yeah, yeah? 12 or 10, because I remember trading for bells at 10.
1: <clears throat> and now that people are trying different things and getting different builds and new cards are coming out, I think that's another right. reason that some of these changes are going, yeah. uh, they're, they're going off, so I find that very interesting. Elsa and Stitch and Ursula, all the other big pieces, those are all kind of maintaining the 13 to 10 mark, I, I, would, I would say those are all buys, uh, but I don't know if I would, I would be like almost a sell on Bell at 19. It's a very good card, and I love it. And it was what got me to... I'm not, not going to spoil that. It's a good card. It does good things. Yeah. Um, but at those prices of 18, uh, it's still a sell for me. Elsa, Stitch, Ursula, Tinkerbell, they're all in the 13 to 10 range. I think that's probably where they're going to land. So that's a good one to buy, I think, at this point, because they're staples... And the only other thing that I'm seeing actually gaining value, and I think it's a sell because we know how much I love this card, is A Whole New World. That's up to seven almost. Uh, Those were down to three very recently, and I anticipate them going back there. I realize everybody loves that card, and I have used it to some success, but it's still a bad Mm. card. It's starting to gain some value, so I would think you could get some money back on it if you got a couple extra of them. Other than that, it's all the pretty standard stuff, and I'm glad to see that there's in general, the entire set is worth a little bit more. So people that already have cards, their cards are worth a little bit more for trading, or if they really want to selling, and uh, it just makes it feel better.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as more cards get revealed, like you said earlier, the more cards that get revealed, the more the prices are going to fluctuate, and that'll be forever because I don't think, I don't think this game will be like at least at least since they've said set one will always be around. I don't think this will yeah. this game will have a rotation. I think it'll probably end up getting a ban list, um, or if it has happen. a like if
1: that. It has, I don't think it's going
0: to gonna happen anytime soon. I'm just saying with the fact that it's there probably won't ever be a rotation. It'll there'll always be these cards in the format. Like prices will always mm. fluctuate. Yeah. Um and depending so, on the
1: success of it, people are trying to get into the game and that right. demand and stuff like that. And I imagine right now with accessibility being higher that more people are getting involved in the game and being impressed or
0: yeah.
1: know, intrigued at least in wanting to try a couple of things so that Drives the prices up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to be able to... I mean, I walked around the one of the malls near us the other day, and it was nice to be able to walk into a couple stores and see Lorcana on shelves. And... I've still never
1: seen native Lorcana.
0: <laughs> I, I don't go shopping very often, to be honest. I'll start sending you pictures.
1: Oh, yeah, that's still not native.
0: <laughs> so for set two, we have a couple uh, Enchanted's got uh, change in value. We have Namari went up. Uh, to yes. 74, which Namari was almost in the sit- high 60s range for a while.
1: Yeah, that was a buy for me at that, and yeah, literally a buy for me. <laughs> I was very um, good to get that. I'm, and it, I think it's a really great card that people are starting to see do stuff, so that doesn't yeah.
0: surprise me. We have the Cindy Enchanted has gone up to 220. It was down to about 200 a little bit ago. Um, It's a good card. Um, yes, speaking yes. of Cindy... Normal Cindy, uh, rare one-cost Cindy, is down again. Like we've been saying, it's only going to go down. Yeah. It's like Lilo and Maleficent from last set. It's a good card, but it's just not – it's a basic rare. So the more people get a hold of the product, the more it will go down. Uh, Hercules Enchanted, sadly, went up after I just got rid of mine. Uh, It went (laughs) up from $74 to $78. It's not a huge jump. Uh, Pete Enchanted went up to it was almost uh under 60 uh and it's up to 73 again so people are yeah. starting to realize that cool this is a card. card
1: I really like the yeah. art too
0: the art's very good and it's also just a good card and I, I think we'll see I think that and beast relentless which hasn't really moved but I think those are two chances that will go up the more <laughs> support that green gets when people realize how good that card is um we have Fairy Godmother went up a couple dollars, which is another card that is uh, a Rob specialty.
1: Well, that was uh, thanks to Josh. That was originally his. Yeah. Novelist, but he sold me on it quick, and I have seen the light of that card. Uh, and I think more people are too. So that's why you're starting to see play go up in the price with it.
0: Yeah. We have everyone's favorite three uh, turn for three Pinocchio also went down again. <laughs> yeah, Predictable. Yeah um arthur went down uh it's not it's obviously not a basic rare along with that arthur's enchanted moved a little bit down not a lot but it's expected arthur's a good card um we'll talk about it later but it's a pair it's a card that a lot of people have and i feel like there's been, there's been much more set to that everything is very easy to get a hold of right now
1: to an extent i would say that's yeah
0: cool. uh tremaine went down again another good card mm-hmm. but like we said with the Maui, like it's going down, but it's also just a very well, like heavily played card. Um, and I think
1: all of those still are cells because yeah. they're only going to go down a little bit more. But uh, flip side of that, if they really do stop printing this, which they're supposed to, perhaps those will bounce back. But I think right. that's a long game that people would have to realize that they're playing.
0: Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, the card that we talked about all last week, for a portion of last week is yeah. Mufasa is up uh at, it's low it was almost five dollars under that it is now up to lowest listing for near mint from a reputable seller is 1889 so you can wow. younger, but 1889 is pretty that's for, steep a regular? For, a good, for a regular one yeah because the other one or zero percent that's a
1: that's a big jump I thought yeah. it was 11 or 12.
0: No, it looks like its lowest was that's 6 dollars and forty two cents was the lowest that card ever was. I told you
1: that card was good.
0: And the the lowest the foils ever were were twelve dollars and ninety five cents.
1: I got, I got two of them for twelve. Yeah. Maybe it was maybe I guess it was thirteen. Either way, I got it at that the lowest
0: part. Yeah. But, wow. That's definitely <laughs> if you're not using them in a deck, that's definitely a sell right now while they're up.
1: Yeah, I think that they could drop a little bit. That seems. Eighteen but yeah. then again, bells
0: are eighteen. Elses are fifteen. It's it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So with that, we can move right into meta analysis.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So since we've last recorded, there have been a couple tournaments. Actually, a lot more than a couple tournaments. There have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. But We're here to talk about the big ones. Um, Quote-unquote. Quote-unquote big ones. So we have four of them picked out, so we're just going in order. So the first tournament we have is a 2K from Star City Games Con in Cincinnati. Um, That's one of two. This was on a Saturday. There's a 1K that happened on a Sunday that we'll talk about. Um, Shocker, the top two (laughs) decks were um, Amber Ruby Bounce, Ruby Amethyst Bounce. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, this bounce
1: controls, control and control.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, there's nothing special about these lists. You can, there's all of your one favorite one costs are in this deck.
1: So this is a straight up yep. list with no fluff. Yeah. And that's how you win game you know, consistency rules, yeah. right? Uh, this one runs the Ursula package, which I'm seeing more and more. I like the Ursula package. You get a little bit of the lower swing and some card draw. Uh, it's cool. But, you know, standard stuff. I think.
0: The second place list is interesting. It has a two of Dragonfire, which you really don't see anymore.
1: That's correct. I do like a two of Dragonfire. Nobody's really expecting it anymore. And I think yeah. at five, there's not a lot of things you really want to play other than a Maui. Uh,
0: and no one's going to be prepared for that. <laughs> right. Um, two of Elsa, which I feel like we don't see a lot of anymore, which I still Elsa think is, is an amazing the, card
1: in this deck. It's the play, in my opinion.
0: Um, they have the two spell books. Pressure.
1: Well, Spellbug uh, has been a friend of mine recently.
0: Uh, only 6-1 costs.
1: That seems more reasonable to me.
0: And then they have the a 3 of Rabbit, which, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Rabbit, but if you're really that it's worried about the more and more.
1: From, yeah. I would rather have the Rabbit at this point than the Yzma. I've never really been impressed with the Yzma.
0: Yeah, the Yzma's, I mean, it's nice if you want to use it on yourself, but you really don't.
1: I almost exclusively see people use it on themselves.
0: Yeah, that's the only reason you'd want to use it because you don't want your opponent to get two free cards.
1: If I'm getting rid of the thing that's going to lose me the game, I'm
0: yeah, I guess. The cards. but it's yeah.
1: I don't really love that card in general.
0: But that yeah, was very I mean,
1: interesting, but not interesting combination of <laughs> <laughs> first and second. So, congratulations yeah. for your two K win. That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and then uh, there, the next it was... biggest
1: one that has actually I think ever occurred, right? Yes, effectively. Uh, is the 1.1k New Year's event uh, that Thea Boyson and I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly, uh, she facilitated and hosted and put together and unsurprisingly, there's another
0: Amber. Shocker.
1: I said, you said Yember, I said Amber. You got you tricked me. Ruby yeah. Hamethon's bounce
0: control list. Which actually controls the entirety of top eight minus oh, the second wow. play stack which we'll get to. Which is what I was going to say. The top eight for the last tournament was all between Ruby Amethyst and Amethyst Steel for the last one. Um, and this one is just all dominated by Ruby Amethyst and the one low in Steel Sapphire deck, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but other than that. Nine in I mean, top 16 are yeah.
1: Ruby Amethyst.
0: So the only thing look
1: really. Look the, the, main, the main list, though, because yeah. you know, they did win. And Llama,
0: shut up. <laughs> I'm seeing more
1: and more llamas actually. Uh, it's it's all propaganda by today. Breezy, he's got to figure it figured out. Yeah. Uh, the one of Elsa, I don't understand. A one of still,
0: I would say, I'm of sh-
1: Ur- Ursula and Elsa. Sorry, yeah, fidget. I agree. Yeah,
0: fidget. I think fidget's really in there as a mini killer for the best. That's exactly
1: what it's in there for, and I think that's yeah. fantastic.
0: But other than that, I mean, there's nothing special, it's all It's just you know. Stand-out I wonder if that Ruby. fidget
1: made a lot of difference with the number of lists that he, they were most likely probably.
0: Going
1: That's very interesting. That's a good tack and probably what got the got the win. So this Cogsworth and Friends deck must have gone through a bunch of Ruby Amethyst. So this may be right here the first hint of the day for how to beat Ruby Amethyst. This, <laughs> this talk to us about it, Ann.
0: Yeah. So we have uh, a lot in here. We have Blue Hades, which is Rob's favorite card of the day. Um, (laughs) It's great for dealing with any kind of threat they have on board. Um, board. You have the draw engine of Popsicle with Nick Wilde. You have Mickey Mouse, uh, Detective to accelerate. You also Let It Go and Fishbone Quill, but they aren't super heavy on the acceleration, which I think is also what makes a good deck with blue, is you don't have to lean hard into the... um, ink acceleration if you just have a little bit of it that little bit can always make a difference um running the steel uh, cinderella stout hard which already has resist two and giving it resist three with cogsworth
1: or four or or five
0: or five yeah or giving anything really resist with cogsworth just feels good especially if you have like beast tragic hero and someone wants to attack into it you have resist two and they can't and you still get to draw your card and kill something
1: yeah, I love Cogsworth. I'm glad that it's finally getting
0: some play. de Deville. It's a mini killer. It's an animal killer. It kills mice. It kills bears. It kills cats. It kills yes. llamas. It kills anything you want it to kill.
1: I love that card, and I was to- talking to you about it from the beginning. It said these three twos were great.
0: Uh, we got Bell Strange, but especially we were just talking about went up a lot in price. Mm-hmm. This probably has something to do with it. Um, I mean, if you, especially when you have a deck that ramps it, once you have 10 or more, you turn for five. If this sits out there for a turn, you are guaranteed to turn for five if they don't kill it, which Feels is nice. a big end game. Um, the only thing I would like in this deck, and that's just because it was what I was working on at the time with my red blue, is Aurora to give the bell ward. So if you give it ward and resist with Cogsworth, you're basically just making it. Uh, exponentially harder to kill because uh, you can't Hades it, you can't Dragon it, you basically just have to be prepared it. <laughs> and if you can't, you're turning for five. And if they can't kill it the next turn, you're turning for five again.
1: Yeah, um, I like the I like that with some uh, Bodyguards would be great because which just positive. Yep. I've seen it in a lot of lists, but obviously they didn't need it for this. So I think that's interesting. But Bell, is, Bell turns games around uh, I was originally using it when I first started playing to start, like, to get extra ink, which is not a bad idea either. Yeah. But it is much better as a late game card, and I always, at this point, effectively mulligan it if I see an yeah. opening hand.
0: It's yeah. I mean, being able to also ink an extra card during your turn feels really good. Um, nothing to hide. To nothing to hides. I I know me and you aren't huge fans of this card i Um, do
1: not see the point of that card i've heard lots of arguments against it but
0: yeah mostly from josh
1: yep uh yes you get information from your opponent's hand which is very valuable and draw a card that changes significantly a turn or two later and drawing a card's good so it replaces itself at least i don't know that it's necessary but apparently it works so who am i to say it's wrong I just like the damage package in here the smashes, okay. the grab your swords.
0: Oh, I didn't see the hidden bell. Tinker Bell on the bottom. Yeah. yeah.
1: There is a lot of damage spread, which stops you against hyper aggro and all those little swingy decks like that. And just gets you set up later on in the game after somebody's trying to get set up too fast on you because it's a bit of a slower deck.
0: Yeah. And you got your smashes to deal with things if they're too big so you can chip some damage, and then kill. I'm going to duplicate I mean, this because I am going to have to co- refer back to this when we talk about
1: how to beat Ruby Amethyst because it yeah. obviously has a lot of the pieces of that.
0: Yeah, this is big. Um, but with that, we can move on to Star City Games 1K. That was on Sunday, also at Cincinnati. Um, different top eight this time. Although this looks like it says top eight, but there's only five decks listed. But we're only talking yeah. about two. Yeah, so very strange. So first off, we have uh, Emerald Steel Discard taking it all, which, I mean, this is also something we'll talk about when we talk about how to beat Ruby Amethyst. This
1: is another way to beat Ruby Amethyst, yeah. Yep. Um,
0: Basically, either trying to deck your opponent out, or if uh, they don't, then just turn with things.
1: Um, (laughs) Turn with things. Flame Rider is the way you turn with things in this, but you have to get all the cards out of their hand yeah. it's not a big deal uh it has a lot of damage in this discard list there's grab your sword there's strength of a raging fire there's smash and there's ring a bell to finish off things um that i kind of like this version over the one that i've been playing recently because this is the thing i'm like missing right i have been thinking about it and every time i try to get that last little bit of damage and it's just not enough. So to have just these extra smashes or strengths, I think would yeah. really do it. There's not a lot in here. There's a total of eight, but it's still more than yeah. you would expect. And the grab your swords is really important.
0: We also have Lucifer, uh which is big with discard also Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo, which is really big with Lucifer being able to sing it and make your opponent either discard two actions or four cards. Um <laughs> Especially if you're trying to turn with that Flynn and they have two cards in their hand, chances are it could it might not be an action. Um, so you might be able to just get away with making them discard their hand and turning for four. Um, or you're you
1: just got... at least discarding that. Be prepared they're holding on to.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, Beast Tragic Hero. I think that's a four of in almost every steel list at this point. It's it helps you draw. It's just um, too cards. You have the Prince John. You draw when they discard. So combos well with the Lucifer. Um, hypnotize, each opponent chooses discards a card, very good uh, Jafar Dreadnought, one of Rob's favorite steel cards, draw a card when something?
1: comes in yep. got that trigger with Bucky
0: um, the only, I guess because you want to shift on two, the only thing I don't like is the one cost Flynn, I guess it's because you want to shift turn two onto the four cost
1: I only see the one cost in here so that's your only shift option, I run both right. Because I was gonna say that's to Flynn,
0: me, right? I would rather run. I like both of them because it makes it's another discard, I think. But obviously, this must work because he got first. Yeah, it, the, thing her- is the
1: one, <laughs> yeah, the one three Flynn Rider has uh, a three butt, which is another thing we'll talk about is an important thing against Ruby Amethyst.
0: Yes, we also have the Donald Duck, which makes you which both players draw cards, but especially when you're trying to deck your opponent out, that's never a big deal.
1: You're not trying to deck them necessarily, because they draw on your turn. So you just draw a card that causes them to discard that extra card they drew, and you're still not doing anything, but you get to draw a card. So I've been really liking that card in discard, actually. So that was a really good first place list. It's fresh, and if we look at all the lists on here, there's not a single Ruby Amethyst, which is very strange, but refreshing.
0: Refreshing, yeah. Um,
1: But we'll quickly talk about the second place list. It was... Uh, steel Amethyst, which is a fun combination of drawing and smashing. Um, and it's uh, Beasts, wow. Shock yeah, crazy. I feel like Tinkerbell is similar in that regard. Yeah. It's near four of, in well, it's a four of in all my steel decks, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a very, very fun card. It's whether or not you run the three costs, which this one does run three of them.
0: Uh, four four
1: shifting a So good. Uh, I love the benches. I think they're increasingly important as uh, items get better and better. Smacking a spellbook with this feels really nice. Yep.
0: Um, Smacking spellbooks, flutes, uh, popsicles before they get to use them. Yeah. on the other side.
1: Maleficent combo allows you to draw more cards into it. Yeah. It's it's another standard amethyst thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Merlins. There's, you know, Goats and Rabbits. Olaf's. It's a very straightforward bounce package, but with some big payoff cards at the end. There's two Ursulas, three Yzmas again, two
0: more Elsas. Making your opponent lose lore like that is just like devastating. It can be devastating against the uh, the specific decks.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to bounce these big entry triggers. Again, Ursula, Yzma, Elsa. Bounce those back to your hand, play them again or refresh of damaged beast things like that uh, i love bounce it's way more powerful than we ever gave it credit for yeah. and, it, and effectively if you're running purple you're running bounce at this point
0: yeah so back to ruby amethyst um in the final tournament it was a larkana Lurcon- day two oh, in gosh. france yeah it must be a, it's a day two i assume of a other tournament So it says 64 players, but my guess is there were more in the day one, but we don't have any results for day one. We just have the day two. Mm -hmm. Um, So shocker, Ruby Amethyst won this. But it's Um, nice
1: to see there's a lot of different decks in here. There are four Ruby Amethyst, uh, Bounce Controls, first, second, presumably fourth and fifth, but I'm not sure that the orders are correct. Uh, But then there's a a Steel Emerald discard. There's the Cogsworth and Friends again with the Steel Sapphire. Another the Amber lime. Sapphire. And 11 Lime. Lockdown Discard. That's an interesting thought process. So there's more, more decks afoot, and people are trying to shake it up the meta still, and I, that's really exciting.
0: Yeah, so the first place deck went 501. Uh, only difference is they run Llamas, which I guess we're starting to see a lot more of. And and lady, I mean, they run yeah, the other two, two Lady Tremaine the the Baby the Tremanium. Other than baby. that, standard list. Um, the second place deck has four mini stylish surfer, which I feel like is more than normal. Most of them run two to three. Yeah, um, I think it's very important to that card. Only one Elsa and four Yzma. I would rather run the Elsas over the Yzmas, but to each their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, again, very standard. Um, so I do a- kind of want to look at this amber emerald list. I know we were going to okay. look at the top two, but this is—I just—it's—I it, clicked on it and it's interesting. Like Let's do there's it. the three cost mickey that turns for two that's all it does (laughs) okay (laughs) it's not it's, it's not like it's the six cost mickey that you pay less to play like it's just mickey that turns for two which is fine i think but a card like that i feel like you'd rather play doc he hits for one less but he's turning for two and you're cheating something in play
1: i'm just not seeing the payoff card when i'm looking at all of this right
0: i he has your favorite card uh piglet very small animal
1: I know, how is that in there? It's just a 2-4 that turns for two. It's a, I guess it's efficient, efficient body, but...
0: I mean, one of Grand thing. Duke feels weird. Yeah, one of Cinderella very... Bone Sensation feels weird. Like, this is a very weird deck. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. I, like, clicked on it, and I was like, this feels like people just took all these cards that people wrote off as being bad and was just like, yeah, I'm going to put them in a deck and make them work. And apparently it worked, gonna... I and mean, they got 8th. A
1: lot of discard... Four You Have Forgotten Me, four Sudden Chill, four Hypnotize, four Lucifer. Prince John's cards yeah, I mean, off of
0: them. Flynn Riders, when you uh, get that their hand empty. I mean, yeah, I can kind of see what they're going for. It's just discard until you can get Flynn and just start turning but, with him.
1: I feel that what? the seven slots dedicated to Mickey Mouse, True Friend, yeah. and Piglet, Very Small Animal, you could probably have had some more things to... Discard with going, but I don't who am I to say it's they got me? but that feels there's got to be something better than a vanilla three <laughs> three that turns for two, but
0: yeah, like I said, card. I think Doc would have been a better play. I think there's probably other discard cards that you could have played, but again, we didn't make day two and we didn't win this turn or get eighth in this tournament, so who are we to talk?
1: It's, it's interesting, Bill. I'm glad to see fun stuff surviving yeah. sometimes. But
0: with that, let's get right into...
1: Cooking time!
0: Alright, so, unfortunately, we have finished our cooking time challenges. Why is that important? I'm
1: glad we got to finish them. uh,
0: Unfortunately, because I lost 6-4. to It was very close, though. That last game was very close. It was very very Um, close. But we have completed the challenges. Our decks will be, um, our decks are going to be up on Twitter. Um, but shout out to Lorcana God and Wybreezy on Twitter. Uh, Wybreezy was Rob's deck with the. We, we did
1: it, Wybreezy. We did it. With the
0: llamas and the. What was the other card? It was Llama and. Cogsworth. Cogsworth. And I had Lorcana was the. Eight cost Hades, king of Olympus, in the most diabolical scheme. So I will go first, talking about my deck. Um, it the biggest problem with my deck was the uninkables, and I would probably have to take some of them out. It's tough because all of the uninkables, eight of them, were the cards that were required to have in the deck. Most diabolical scheme in Hades, four cost Hades. I like. I don't know if I'd play it. It's the only other four cost I have. It's a nice shift target, but what sucks about it is it's uninkable and it kind of just ruins that uninkable rate um i only have three tremaine and three scar as much as i love those cards um because they're uninkable and i also have three lanterns lanterns were the second uh the runner-up for mvp of this deck they always were there when i needed them but because of the fact that there were 21 uninkables there were times where my hand was clogged um the hades king of olympus was pretty fun i never got enough villains in play i think i would replace the hades with a cheaper villain um or just another a better way to draw cards which there isn't really in yellow but i do need another way to draw cards um and the mvp obviously is scar that's not even a bias rob can probably agree God. there were times rob had four or five cards turned and i just go scar kill your, your entire MVP board was doc. he doc oh doc was pretty useful
1: You were turn for him. You were attacking with him. Also, Mini
0: was really good in your deck. Yeah, Mini. Actually, I'd probably say Mini just because you couldn't really deal with Mini until... Hades. (laughs) Until Hades existed. Um, Shere Khan was really good. I love Shere Khan. It's a very underrated card. For three, anytime you challenge, you get to gain a lore, which I think is really good in any red deck. And I'm shocked isn't played in any... Ruby amethyst decks because be, you challenge a lot in that deck anyway. Mm-hmm. You might as well gain some lore out of it.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm coming around to Shirk and I want to see something that can work with it because it's uh, you're going to be attacking. Yeah, and you want to gain that deliciousness, and it's worth putting in. I'm trying to figure it, it's going to work somehow. It's if not this set, it'll be next set. There'll be something very attacky then. Yeah. Um, that's lots of brush or something
0: like that, and you're, it'll it'll pay for itself. Uh, queen commanding presence was also pretty good. There were a lot of times it was Rob liked to just you know oh. not play anything for four turns and let me turn for two every turn for about three four turns. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest problem was the uninkables. I'd probably change a couple of them. I don't know what I'd change them to, but I think taking some of those out and putting in inkables that are a little more beneficial to me would be good. Um, it's mostly villains in here. There's only one, two, three, four cards that aren't considered villains, which are and Maui, it's... which M- Maui Mini, Doc, um, Doc, and Rapunzel. So they're all also just very good cards in these decks, respectively. Yeah, yeah. What
1: did you think about the? Is it most diabolical scheme? What's it called? The
0: Oh yes, the most diabolical scheme was. Actually, that might have to be the MVP. Anytime Rob played something good, I would just play a cheap, uh, or he didn't even have to be cheap. I could play a four-cost Hades, get a card back, and then play most diabolical scheme on him as long as I had seven, and would just be able to banish something, kill my thing, and banish anything of his. So when he, spoiler alert, played his Bell that would be turning for five, I could just go, No, I'm good. You don't need to turn for five, but thank yeah, you.
1: That was neat. Real yeah. Good. I like that card a lot, and I am very much considering putting it in something. And very soon, as the d- game continues to progress, there's going to be a lot of villains and yeah. cheap ones at that. And I'm already thinking about putting in things. You can chuck a, a Mother Gothel, uh, Baby Lady Tremaine. There's a lot of cheap villains. Gaston you were using.
0: Yeah, yeah Baby Lady Tremaine was an option, but it's also uninkable. And True, I would rather have the Gaston. Yeah, the Gaston, I kind of, I forgot it didn't have Rush. I thought it had Reckless. Um, still- I think there is a card that give your, that gives you Reckless characters Rush anyway that I probably could have put in here, but I think it's a different color.
1: Uh, I'm thinking about putting it in, unfortunately, what would turn out to be a Ruby Amethyst.
0: Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to me, Gaston around. is a... Gaston is a slightly worse maui it doesn't have rush but it is a big butt it doesn't have a big butt but it has a big attack that can deal with things uh with Shere Khan, it's just good to hit into things gaining a lore and all still villains so yeah no dragons made it onto the list unfortunately but i think i would i don't know the dragons were would have been nice but it's like they're too expensive they're too expensive and i mean i did get there eventually but that was also because you were inking most of the cards on my field
1: yeah, so, you had to – you got to 11 one time after
0: – Yeah, like, well, after you decided to, you know, play God knows how many Hades. So, yeah. Speaking of Hades, why don't you tell me about how uh, you sub- somehow didn't blow me out. It was a really
1: close back and forth to be fair. Yeah. Uh, So I was running a Amethyst Sapphire build using the Llama – Cusco, as requested by Y Breezy, and Cogsworth, the grandfather clock. Um not a lot of synergy between the two, so I just wanted to figure out, well, what do I do with it then? And decided on this sort of fun bounce package with the actual Madame Mim, the rival of two Merlin, pirates, the shapeshifter, yeah. to do gruesome and grim. Because I have a whole bunch of enter the field effects of Maleficent draws cards, Mickey Mouse detective put something into my inkwell Uh, you could do it to nick Wilde to get a popsicle back Uh, there's a lot of fun interactions with that Uh, or you could chuck a llama which was one of the main thought processes as well and then when the llama dies you get to draw a card but as he indicated most times when i got her into play which is pretty easy with the shifting off of a snake or a fox he would just Answer with some sort of a kill spell. So yeah. I did do it a couple times, and it was very effective when it did work. But she did die pretty easily. So uh, that being said, I would probably take her out if I wanted to make this deck a little more serious. I would take her out and put any number of things in the slot. I would probably pursue something of more expensive nature, probably Elsa, something like that. Yeah, another uh, card was- that
0: can help you just hit- shut me down completely.
1: Right, and so this, uh, if I had to talk about downsides of this deck, even though the curve is very nice, nicely centered in three, um, I did not have starting things until I got to about three most of the time, and just sitting there for two turns is really bad, especially if I was going up against an aggro list, I would be, the game would be over already. Uh, So I would have to, maybe, maybe I would have to take them out out for some cheaper stuff at that point, but... Uh, that was one of the only things. But again, this has a lot of late games. So the Mickey Mouse, as I was saying, I had some fishbone quills, although I used it one mm-hmm. time. Uh, it mostly became ink. I have Bell, and you can put Bell in it at any point and just use that extra read a book ability to put another card in the ink well. So I was ramping as fast as I could, and I would pretty much just try to race to seven so that I and- could ease your... Minnie Mouse. Always
0: the damn Minnie Mouse. It was nothing else. Or... It was, else. It was it. always.
1: <laughs> yeah, always Minnie Mouse. So that was very helpful to get that done. Um, again, once the Flavisham package with Nick Wilde. So for floor toy makers, for Wiley Foxes and four Popsicles. Uh, the bells are great. I really, really enjoyed the bell. And you can get it towards the end. He was scared because if you put it down and it's ready it's really hard to interact with so i turned for five a lot with her that was really exciting and the cogsworth protected everything i could see keeping it in there uh but yeah. all in all the deck drew a ton of cards that was the whole point which is uh why i actually ran the jafar keeper of secrets that gets plus one strength for each card in your hand yeah one time he was an 11 five that was pretty cool
0: no it wasn't don't worry yes. oh, yeah, it wasn't no. cool <laughs> not what was swinging of everything i had it's a big, big, big um, I like that. Yeah, it. I mean, I think... Yeah, the only problem I really noticed with your deck was if you had a bad opening, you would sit there. The most... two, I think two of the four games I won were... You didn't do... It. You barely did anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen with decks, but yeah. I think there's a couple of ways to pretty easily curtail that with this deck. Yeah. But to be fair, I think it's mildly viable, and it's uh, invigorated me to come up with a, a fun Amethyst Sapphire... Uh, yeah, yeah build, bounce build kind of a thing. Yeah, I get the bells in there, and I'm, I was inspired. So it was a lot of fun. We played that those ten games, and it went down to the last game to decide yeah. if It would have ended in a tie if I it lost was
0: twenty game. to eighteen. Yeah, and twenty to eighteen. Rob won six
1: to four. It was very exciting. And now that being said, we have another cooking time challenge for next week. Yes, do you want to discuss what that is?
0: Uh, no, you can you can do this one.
1: Oh, that's so kind of you. <laughs> so we're limiting ourselves to a deck that costs 50 American currency, $50 or less. Uh, it's effectively a poor Kana deck, but does not have to follow those rules. You can put whatever you want in it, but your maximum money is, is $50. $50. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at a lot of opportunities and things. I'm like, okay, what do I want to spend that one thing? Money splurge on what is worth it. Yeah. I haven't figured it out yet, but I, I'm excited to see what you come up with in that price range because it's not easy to make a $50 because even no, if it's you're spending on commons at 50 cents, Nick Wilde, for instance, is 56 cents. So that's two bucks. Yeah, right there there yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see that, but that'll be our next Cooking Time Challenge. It'll be what we discuss on Cooking Time, and when we're discussing that, correct me if I'm wrong, and you will be in Charlotte, Charlotte. for
0: your... Yep regionals for regionals yeah uh if anyone is going to be i know there's a lot of i think i guess most Lorcana players played some other game prior so if anyone is in charlotte for the pokemon regionals um reach out to me on reach out to us on twitter i will be there competing um always happy to say hi or i will bring it one to two lorcana decks so if I scrub out and don't make day two and lose my bet with Rob, um, <laughs> wow. I will be there. I will be there uh, with my lorcana decks. If anyone wants to play a game or just say hi, and I might have a couple of stickers for the podcast to hand out.
1: Nice. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Rob. Did you hear that sound? I did. Do you know what that sound was? Sounds like a spoiler alert. Sure is. I have three new cards that you sent me. Yes. You like a gentleman. The first one being a three-cost inkable pongo. I cannot read the words under it, however.
0: Do you want me to read it?
1: Can you see it? Yes. It's all blurry on mine.
0: Once per turn, you may pay two to reveal the top card of oh. your deck. If it's a character card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, put it on the bottom of your deck.
1: That I can read. I just couldn't read the thing under Pongo.
0: Oh, yeah, I have no clue. Something fellow? Oh. I have no clue. We'll figure it out when it gets officially revealed. Is this silver rare?
1: Yeah, it's a weird way to draw a card, but once per turn, pay two to draw a card. It's not bad.
0: If it, well, are it's not always... a character It goes on the bottom.
1: If you're, so are you you're not, not always going to hit, sure
0: but it's uh I think in it's the mufasa deck card. it's in the mufasa deck though where you're running like maybe 12 things max that aren't characters it's pretty good next up we have the five cost inkable moana uh born leader i think shift mm-hmm. three to uh to shift to four or something it's a four-something. Whenever this character quests while at a location, ready all other characters here. They can't quest for the rest of the turn. Um, it's very thematic to the other Moana that readies all the princess characters when it quests, which is so far a theme between the two Moana cards. Uh, this is red, so or ruby, I should say. So another ru- ruby-amber combo right there to Moana's Moana deck.
1: It for also readies all nice. things. It's very similar to how LeFou does it for one, but they have to be at yep. a location, but that's still pretty powerful. And LeFou um, is only that's, one
0: it, person.
1: That's, yeah, there has to be a cheap Moana for her to shift onto to make that really worth it, though. Right. Uh, last one we see here is a five-cost, uninkable Scrooge McDuck. Richest duck in the world. He's a 3-5. I'm coming home during your turn. This character gains evasive. I didn't get rich by being stupid. During your turn, whenever this character banishes another character in a challenge, you may play an item for free.
0: I think it's I'm going home. I can't tell. It looks like going. Oh. Yeah. Um, But being able to play items for free in blue is really good.
1: The only item I'm really thinking about other than fish, bro- I guess sardine can. I'm trying to think what's not a one-cost popsicle that you're playing. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it just lets you run more expensive items at that point. Just, see, there's a lot of
1: very expensive items, but the four-cost yeah. new Super Lantern would be an interesting Yeah, player
0: player. or the, um, if you're running red-blue and you have the Maui's Fish Hook. Yep.
1: So, anyway, free stuff is always good, so that's eventually yeah. going to be a very good card. So I would be um, high on that one. Yeah. What we else have of ones, officially
0: right? officially revealed, we had the five-cost inkable Jim Hawkins Space Traveler, which is our first legendary we've seen. He's a 4-4 four, four that turns for two. Uh, this is it. When you play this character, you may play a location with a cost four or less for free. Wow! And take the helm. When you play a location, this character may move there for free.
1: All the locations we've seen have cost four or less, correct?
0: Yeah. Correct. So, so far, um, I can play all of them
1: when it comes into it's
0: play. It's also a ru- it's a ruby card because, of course, we need ruby cards. Why not? Um, ruby has to left- get
1: cards. They just don't need any more. Yeah.
0: Uh The last card that we have is uh, Maui's Place of Exile. It's a hidden or hidden island. It's a location. It is a two cost inkable. It has five health or willpower. It's, I guess you can call it, the stadium has willpower or location. Um, it costs one to move there it there's no lore pip on it, so you cannot gain any lore when you move there um but characters gain resist one while there, so you always have that little chance to gain resist and you know make your opponents uh hit you for a little more than needs to be
1: i I love resist. I think that that could be pretty powerful. how much it costs two or three. yeah two
0: two to play at one to move there
1: that's not bad. protecting some things it saves bucky's from tinas and things like that yeah that being said i i I like it actually i i'm getting excited about locations in general
0: yeah i think locations are going to be fun it's going to be fresh it's going to make the game interesting again um it's just really it's nice getting new cards all the time with and new mechanics. It's like we got more of the floodborne in set 2, we're getting locations in set 3. It's just going to be nice to slowly put out some new mechanics until it's eventually we have a, enough mechanics where it still feels fresh to build a deck.
1: No matter what there's always something new to find. Right. I like that.
0: But with uh that that's really all we have for spoilers this week. Um Which is
1: not bad. Is a couple weeks nope. trickling in. I'm happy that it's happening. But I'm also happy this is not happening because I don't want
0: it anymore. (laughs) So, we did um, get some new reveals for products. Um, Oh, I forgot. We forgot one more. There's one more I forgot. Oh, the puppies. We have the puppies, which I'm realizing there are five different ones. I don't know if you've seen, but they're all the same thing. There's just five different arts on them. They're all three, right? It is 4A, 4B, 4C, 4D, and 4E. Right. Uh, It is a two-cost Dalmatian Puppy Tailwagger. It's a Mm 2-3. Where did they all come from? You may have up to 99 copies of Dalmatian Puppy Tailwagger in your deck.
1: Great.
0: I'm interested to see what happens there. But it's pretty cool. This is the first time we've gotten alternate arts in, like, a subset where we have 4A, 4B, 4C, so on and so forth. Um, But the other thing that got revealed is the Troves this time, as far as... It has been announced. It doesn't look like it's coming with the books anymore, with the art in it, which kind of sucks. Mm. But they're taking out the cardboard deck boxes. Okay. Um, this might be new. I was going to say, do you- have you heard this, or is this new yeah, to you? Yeah, I read
1: it. I just don't remember oh, all the okay.
0: details. The- we are getting six dividers with very pretty art for each color. We are getting a set of six dice, which are numbered one through six. Um, they're black and goldish dice. They're very basic. But we're also getting cardboard lore counters, like the ones they hand out at your league. Uh, oh. themed, themed to presumably each um, trove. So this one's themed to Into the Inklands. I assume the next set will be themed to that. But it's nice because, you know, we've talked about before that not all of the leagues hand out these lore counters to new players. It's like some of them do them as prizes for tournaments, which is stupid, but this is now a good way, uh, especially since they're ramping up production, if you want to pick up a trove, A, troves have pretty good pull rates, Um. And also, you know, you get a lore counter. So if you don't have... I mean, you always have your phone, but if you don't want to use your phone or you don't have a phone if you're a kid, this is a cool <laughs> also, alternative.
1: It's, just a, it's nice to have something that they made for lore counter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily stupid if people give them out as prizes. I think if they get enough of them, they should give them to the people that are dedicated. But I'm with yeah. you that some of these things are m- more difficult to get than they should be. Yeah, Um, Now we have to have to discuss it. We have to do it. We have to talk about how to beat Ruby Amethyst. So the deck to beat Ruby (laughs) Amethyst.
0: Everyone's favorite.
1: Uh, If you can beat Ruby Amethyst, you will do well at a tournament. It's very simple. Yeah. So I'm trying to just come up with strategies to beat this very dominant deck and uh i took some time to research i have a few ideas a few strategies i've written them down for us (laughs) together we can take them down at least one notch if we can take them down one notch and they're just another another deck deck in in the the game just another thing that's happening another
0: brick in the wall
1: (laughs) i just find it infuriating going against that control deck when You just know the motions. You know, okay, well, there's the be prepared, there's the Tremaine. there's the Maui, now I'm stuck. And you cannot get out of it. (sighs) (laughs) So in order to beat Ruby Amethyst, you have to know what's in it. So there's all sorts of different variations. There's Ruby Amethyst control, which is what we're more talking about. There's Ruby Amethyst Bounce, which is more of an aggro package. It's more around Arthur and things like that. To beat it, you have to know everything about it. So let's just quickly go over a couple of the cards that are in effectively every list.
0: Yeah. You
1: have Maleficent and friends on the other side. It's on it's in every purple deck ever. They're fantastic cards. You don't have to worry about those you don't play around them. It's just more resources they have to get going. Uh, they have the one threes anywhere from what four to eight of them. four to eight. Yeah, it's Olaf and Minnie Mouse. Both one three. One three
0: one three one drops. I was gonna say because technically the surfer mini is a one three, but we're not talking about we're Fair. just talking specifically the one three mini mouse one drop and the one three Olaf one drop, which is normally comboed with teeth and ambitions.
1: Right. So there's teeth and ambitions, which uh, deals two damage to one of them and too much damage to your thing. They run the Mickey the Mini Mouse stylish surfer. She's a one three as we were talking about before, but has invasive and can get out of hand very quickly.
0: Yeah, especially uh, if you let them put two or three on the field. There's the Mims, which is
1: the snake and the fox, so they can recycle things. There's the Merlins, which is the rabbit and the goat uh, for card draw and gaining lore respectively. There is Tremaine and Maui, which are kind of some of your kill spells. There's be prepared. Usually there's dragons or Ursula or Elsa or any combination of those big end game pieces. And now I feel it's pretty standard to have at least one, which makes no sense to me, but some spell books.
0: Yeah, I think it's it seems like it's been more trending towards having um, Ursula's over Elsa's, which I personally am not a huge fan of. Yep. But I think that's what it's been trending towards. Hmm. Um,
1: yeah, I'm on the fence about it. I do like the losing lore, gaining a card. That's always good. And she turns for three just like Elsa. But yeah. it doesn't rescue you if you need to but i feel like this deck if it's controlling the way it's supposed to you don't need rescue it's just further putting your opponent right i'm not i'm I'm on the fence about what the correct way to do that is but again end game pieces so now you know what's in there i will go through what is my little tips and tricks i am hoping works this is all theoretic because i have just as much trouble playing against that deck as (laughs) everything else seems to Mm.
0: uh
1: but one is turf the surf you have to care of the surfer mini that is one of the big yeah. things to beat this deck it's a very easy way to just continually turn for two we love turn for two here but not when it's going to get out <laughs> with
0: it yeah not when it's kicking your ass
1: so um, yeah, have a way to deal with it there's lots of ways to deal with minnie mouse uh having your own attackers that are evasive yep. which is common enough but i'm thinking fidget is one of the really good ones which is yep. happens to be a ruby card, right. so kind yeah. of more of a mirror card as was demonstrated in one of the decks earlier. Uh, uh, Cruella and Jafar. Cruella. Yep. Both of those are really good at taking her down. Uh, there's a little card that I played all the time that nobody seems to love anymore, but I think it needs to be brought back Smash. Uh, yeah, I love Smash. Rebots running around. Uh, if I just look at the list uh, here, Madam Mim. Madam Mim. Maleficent, Merlin, Merlin, Minnie Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Olaf, all die to a smash. Yeah. So I think that's a real good way of of taking it down. So that's one of the things you have to be careful of because if that is allowed to just keep going, she's going to turn for all the lore that they need and all the rest of their strategies don't even matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, Especially if you can't deal with it, it gets out of hand very quick, especially late game. When they start doing other things you want to deal with and you're stuck doing that, then it makes it a problem
1: that's that's an even better point because if you don't deal with it early they're going to play with something that's more threatening that you need to take out and still it's going to continue to turn yeah
0: um
1: so my my next sort of tip is watch the teeth and the claws um the teeth is teeth and ambition when that (laughs) it's hard to play anything with a, a one or two butt right now when you play against this, because invariably yeah. they're going to have their Minnie Mouse or Olaf turn one, and they're going to have their Teeth and Ambitions turn two, and they're going to smack their, <laughs> going to smack that big 20 <laughs> and take you down. Uh, you can't play your Cinderella's, you can't play your Lilo's, you can't play your you know, Maleficent's, you can't play lots of setup pieces because they're just so easily killed, so that's where you have to make sure in your deck you have one or two cost things that have uh willpower of three or higher yeah it's unfortunately the new paradigm because the teeth Admissions has opened that door because if they're getting rid of all of your early game stuff where you're trying to get set up ahead of them uh, they'll set the tempo back and that'll be it then they'll just do what they do and that's control you
0: and speaking of controlling and tempo another card is lady tremaine um, especially if later game, if they try to prevent you from putting any card on the board and you can only get one out at, at a time and they have six or more, you are most likely getting Tremained into um, the ground. You that's- War doesn't protect it. Uh, you really can't do anything other than have two characters on the board.
1: So that's uh, my previous adage of watch the teeth and claws. Claws is Maui and Lady Tremaine. S- similar to Lady Tremaine, Maui will effectively delete everything that you have exerted. So be careful when they're at five. So unfortunately, be careful when they're at every number. So that's what the power of this yeah. deck. Uh, but at five, you want to start looking to not get overly favorable traits for Maui to swing into. Uh, and as you're saying, try to have a couple of things on the board. That's how you fight against Lady Tremaine. Because if you have less desirable targets, then they're not going to... Play. You can also try to bait a Lady Tremaine um, if you know they're at six and you have a couple of good cards in your hand. Play something that is threatening enough to get rid of, of something of Lady Tremaine you know is going to happen, to then hopefully not have a second one. I've had that <laughs> too many times; it hurts. Yeah. Um, but you have to you have to plan for the plan for the claws because that is the the real attacking power of this. Lady Tremaine can also swing pretty decently on her own. Right, she's a three four.
0: Yeah. And with the bounce package, the fox or the snake can pick her back up for you just to put her back down. Exactly. And with the snake being a two cost and the fox being a three cost, it just doesn't... You have to be able to have characters on the board or be able to kill it.
1: So my number one tip for playing against Ruby Amethyst is be prepared for be prepared. Uh-huh. Everybody knows that it's a very powerful card, but you people are just playing right into it. I've seen it happen so many times. Just these wide boards. I understand that you need to try to race, and that's a different strategy we'll talk about it in a minute. But you also need to be understanding that the whole point of what they're about to do is to reset the board so that they can then do what they do, which is control. So you need to have options after be prepared and before be prepared. So you have to be prepared for it, draw cards into your hand, hold on to them, don't go extremely wide, make it yeah. unfavorable for them. A card in general, that just I have a list of good cards that kind of work against the deck in general, but a card just for Be Prepared, Uh, if you're running Amber, Mufasa. Mufasa's great. They play Be Prepared, fine. At least you get something most likely off the top of the deck when it goes. So that's another way to be prepared for it. Understand, okay, they're about to get to seven. I should probably be very careful about what I'm playing here. It's the most important thing because if you can... Make them play it so that it's not as advantageous and you still have stuff to respond to it. So the next hint after that is be prepared for what's next. So uh, almost exclusively the next thing's going to be a Lady Jermaine. Uh, you, sh- you can bet your money on it. So don't yeah. just immediately drop that big expensive thing you've been holding on to after be prepared. Drop two medium-sized things or three little things and then Lady Tremaine is not remotely as useful, and they're going to have to interact with you in different ways. As long as you had readied yourself for it, then it's it's possible at that
0: point. Yeah. I mean, everyone's least favorite card is the adage for the deck, is you have to be prepared for it, be prepared. If you're not, it's just you're going to get bit. I mean, even a lot of people... So one of the more powerful cards in that deck is also Maleficent, Monstrous Dragon. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of people never are ready for that card because... A lot of the time you see it get inked early and you go, Oh, that's not gonna hurt me. I can't I don't have to deal with that.
1: Well, it's and... hard to stop anything once once they're at, once they're at nine, uh the game better be almost over anyway because they're gonna be able to respond with majority of the cards that they have. Yeah. You don't want to get to that late in the game if possible, but you you know, can't stop it. Um Another hint that I have is have closers in your deck. Uh, one of the ways to beat Ruby Amethyst is to just go faster, just really do that lore race and threaten them. Okay, yeah, you're destroying all my things, but every time I I get one guy through, I get two, three, four on the board, and it starts to add up. And then when you get towards where be prepared and other things are, you need to be able to only need a few lore left to get across the finish line. So you need things like flutes, spell books, goats. I guess Aladdin could set them back, which could give you some
0: turns, things like that. That's what yeah, Aladdin's a sure pretty powerful card against this deck. Aladdin's powerful, it's just tough because it's expensive, and if they if you don't shift it early, and they don't let you get it out, you're never going to get to play it. Right,
1: but I mean, just even the three costs just to set them back oh, yeah. on things that seems to be... Messing
0: with their numbers is always a good thing. Being um, able to put off... If they're going to off-put you, you have to be able to off-put them back, basically.
1: Exactly. I find evasion is the next hint. You need to... Your things, need, your things need to be hard to kill. Uh, so evasive, the ability and ward are two, the main. I guess the main evasion abilities in the game, but are really important against Ruby Amethyst because if you have a ward, they can't interact with their maleficent. They can't target it with the teeth and ambitions. They just have to effectively attack into it. Now they have a lot of easy attackers. That's again, Madam Mim. The Fox and Maui are the rushers that you don't want to let them get free wins with knockouts on those things. Uh, But you want to make sure that you have your stuff very difficult to interact with. So if you have a couple of ward characters on there, the only thing that they can do to get rid of them is to play Be Prepared yeah, or a couple of Lady Trebanes. So that allows you to keep things alive. Uh, And again, the evasive keyword, the only thing that is technically in their deck that can deal with evasive is Minnie Mouse. Going, in for one, uh, teeth and ambitions again, in it for a couple, or a lady Tremaine or be prepared again. The things that get rid of everything, oh, maleficent yeah. dragon, but uh, there's not a lot of answers for that. So if you can tr- keep a couple of those in your deck to make sure you have them towards the end game, they're not going to be able to interact with them the way that they, they need you to 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 win. Uh, mini Mouse in in general, actually, this the surfer herself is good to have that again if you're playing red. Yeah, any of these sort of evasive cards.
0: Yeah, red, yellow, I think we were talking about earlier with Ruby. Um, Amber is, uh, if you have queen in Minnie Mouse, because queen makes things weaker and gives Minnie Mouse the power, it helps you kill their Minnie Mouse while they effectively do absolutely nothing to you.
1: Yeah, so that allows you to turn that around for that uh another thing is make sure you're getting your your value out of, out of your cards uh which is a, it's kind of a different segment we talked about before and kind of something we're planning in the future but uh cards that replace themselves again you want to make sure you have cards in your hand and that you are getting the best bang for your buck because they're about to just kill all of your stuff yeah. uh you, the even the the Cusco llama i've been playing with that yeah. one from from last time we were just talking about it replaces itself when it dies so you're getting that card to draw uh the five cost on, or is it six costs how much is the six cost it's the six cost one that
0: lets you look at cards
1: yeah so you get to replace with one of three cards that you see and put that into yeah. your hand um sisu does it the dragon does a similar okay. thing um but it's the develop your brain that's the other one Uh, Aerial Emo Beast, all the ones that draw you cards, things like that, you need to have those in your deck. But as you can see, these are the cards that you continually see in decks because of the reason that they do that. Yeah. Um, And the last thing I wanted to say, and this is kind of more for the bounce sort of aggro variant, is Arthur. When you're playing against Arthur, try to give them only expensive things that they can bounce, not necessarily a Tremaine or something, but uh, if they have to bounce a... Three cost Madam Mim or a three cost mini Mouse because that's all that they have, then they're losing on their tempos. So that's a good way to keep right. that.
0: Yeah, forcing them to do something they don't want to do is always very good.
1: So, the last two little tiny pieces to this how to beat Ruby Amethyst section is all right, well, what decks should I use then? Uh, we talked about it before, and, Anne and I agree that probably the easiest way to beat Ruby Amethyst is with a solid discard deck. Yeah. If they can't it's get much work to that so far, then you you're pretty fine. You just prevent them from getting to seven ink because you're discarding all their cards. Uh, they can slowly limp their way there, but by that point, you should be ahead enough, right? So I I love that strategy just because it's kind of a bit of a middle finger to them with an equally toxic <laughs> strategy, um, and that feels good to do. <laughs> Another one that is really good against them is hyper aggro, which is something I'm seeing all over the place recently. Played against it today. Yep they just can't catch up to that. They yeah. have lots of good, good things that kill again. Adam Mim, snake, the Fox Maui, those things, they all attack nicely into your little tiny creatures, but you're going to make it faster. So it's another way to take them down. There's a lot of different lists that do that. Uh, so I've seen evasive heavy builds a lot recently, and I feel that would do really well against this. Um, yeah. I've, my personally i've seen that steel song doesn't have a problem with it although people disagree with me on that one so i'm, I'm gonna leave that as a maybe but i know that you okay over there that one's out. yeah i just making sure you're safe so <laughs> that's what you want if you want to go to go and beat up on ruby amethyst because you know you're going to see a lot of it i would say one of those two is an easy pick however you're then weak to other decks which is a nice yeah. triangle but this is the it's a very lopsided triangle
0: it's it's a fun triangle but it sucks when if you don't tech for this one matchup and you hit a bunch of it you're going to lose but if you don't hit any of it you're kind of screwing yourself for the rest of what you're playing
1: i mean and then there's certain decks that are just kind of like again saying the discard it's a solid deck hyper aggro can be just a solid deck in and of themselves but i think those particular ones have an advantage against this deck uh, so, last thing I wanted to talk about real quick was some just in general good cards against them and things uh, that I look at a lot of different cards and things you maybe not would have thought have, but have thought. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, big bodyguards, Donald, Hercules, Simba, any of those that's inefficient for them to deal with, so you can protect your things on the board while you're in the beginning. And that's an an opportunity for you to get ahead in lore as fast as possible before they end up wiping the board. Um, So here's what I I was looking at. And it's very interesting is captain hook thinking a happy thought. He can't be challenged by most of the stuff that they have because he can't be challenged by three and less. So that's all of your memes, like the Maleficent, the, um, the Cuscos, if they're running them, any of the little guys. So, So you just, they can't interact with a lot of their smaller things. So not only it can turn, but it's also a good challenger. So it's not great, but I think it's interesting against them. Um, I'm seeing a lot of Tiana decks kind of cropping up, which is something we talked about a long time ago as being interesting. Uh, It scares me the thought of having to have Tiana exerted and no cards in your hand to use her ability that where they can't play actions. But guess what? If they can't play actions, that's no be prepared. So that's, yeah. huge. And you want to try to time it so it's effectively when they're going to their seventh ink so that you can use it to effectively just prevent them from even playing the Be Prepared which allows you to keep your board and start the process of finishing up the game. It's a very interesting card. I'm seeing a lot more use of it. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Another really good card, as I said earlier, against the deck is just Smash. So if you're playing deal you need to consider putting smash in your build yeah gonna take out a lot of those threats as we talked about before uh, so in amber there's actually some new discard tools not necessarily new because the have you forgotten me is not new but it's not used very often however the bare necessities being a new song that's coming out allows you to discard actions I b- actually I believe it's is it look at their hand and you have to discard a card that's a non-character or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that allows you to control what they have in their hand for that as well. Um, but Fuddle's really good. You can use it against a snake, which sets them back effectively two turns. Maybe they got a lore out of it for turning with the one cost and then bouncing it. But that feels really good. You can also use it for the one threes. Um, anything with three strength because you want to have... Yeah one-to-one strength, uh, or excuse me, one-to-one trades. So we like that. And the only other card, as I mentioned before, that is just kind of a standout against the deck in general is Mufasa.
0: So the long
1: and short of it is pay attention to a couple different things. Be prepared for Be Prepared. Watch for Teeth and Claws. Uh, Take care of the Surfer. And you'll have kind of a path to victory. It's, It's an uphill battle. It's a very good deck. That's why people keep using it. That's why it does so well. Yeah. But it has counters, and I feel the more people who build their decks to be able to counter Ruby Amethyst as a whole will eventually make it more difficult for that Ruby Amethyst player and disincentivize them to play that deck and maybe reduce the numbers a little bit, make it <laughs> out. We can pray. But it's, um, it's not impossible. So I hope these tips help you. If you have any other ones that you'd like to add please you know send us some messages on x or discord whatever you guys would like to communicate on yes. i'd love to hear your ideas how do you fight ruby amethyst teach me what i need to know <laughs> it's, it's uh it's important the bad deck but, we don't like it no it's a good deck i haven't i, I can't lie about it it's a good deck but it's not very fun to play against and that's not great for new players so no. i have people who are interested in the game and who have been playing on pixel board they're like well, why do i keep seeing this red purple combination they said well welcome to Lorcana. that's just <laughs> what it is right now uh so next week you are going to be in charlotte so let me yes. first be the f- first to say good luck kick some butts out there bring charizard the big victory <laughs> I'm happy that you're going to be able to go out there but we are still going to do our cast we're going to yep. try to get together Saturday night or Sunday we'll make sure that we get the content put together uh, yeah, we some have more. some interesting things to talk about together I'm excited to share Yeah, and I think that's all of the things for today we're going to we'll probably get to that value list next week since we're going yeah. to have time
0: yeah. the, well, the, th- the third t- third week's the charm
1: <laughs> right yeah well we keep saying things at least it's on the horizon people keep thinking yeah about it. but if if people really want to see particular content again just tell us let us know we want to know what you're interested in tell us what's what's interesting yes. in you what's questioning you what do you want to beat what is a deck you want to learn more about and we'll be glad to do it so i look forward to our 50 challenge as well yes. that's going to be really interesting because that's the only limiting factor <laughs> is the money on it so it's yeah great. A very fun kind of strategy,
0: a new yeah. Way and it'll it. it'll be tough because you can't throw you know four Rapunzels or four of uh, a lot of you cards in a deck. You can put any Rapunzels be, in it. Yeah, you have to be very one strategic. Rapunzel
1: and then twenty dollars worth of fifty nine cards.
0: <laughs> but being able, since most of the cards minus a few are very cheap now, it it does make this actually kind of fun to build. So yeah, um, I'm it. excited for it. Um. But with that, uh, thank you guys for listening. That's um, episode eleven. And we're yes, episode for 11. episode twelve. As always, we've been pretty active on Twitter X uh, yep. recently, so we're making some connections. Gonna have some. We have some big things in the works. Um, getting excited. We're gonna have some. We'll have a big announce. We'll announce it next week, but we have a big thing in the works for February. Um, yes, that's gonna be exciting. Oh, also
1: shout out. Uh, we had to remind our listeners of the. A tournament on yes PC. that's
0: what i was actually that's just what came to my head is don't forget we have 20. our tournament yes the, at tw- the 26th at 6 p.m eastern um, eastern standard time it is on limitless under it is called the first chapter because i couldn't think of anything more creative to name it oh,
1: well done.
0: um <laughs> but it is coming up um so that will be that's going to be an exciting tournament um, and we'll do a little we, live casting of that as well we discussed right we're yes gonna, we have uh, our discord uh, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some spots in the discord to be able to stream it so we can commentate and talk about it as of now we currently have two people registered for it um That's good I get started. yeah it's a good way to get started we're hoping hoping for about 10 or 15 I think it's reasonable great. um but yeah with that we will see you guys next week
1: thanks very much for listening again